Hello everyone, this is Talk for Glory, episode 9 of the miniseries. The miniseries are back. We're freshly off the five, we're not, we're freshly. We're off the five-star Grand Prix. We've headed into the Goddess of Tag League. But this will not be a Goddess of Tag League prediction video. What this will be is a faction coverage. I did a poll about two, three weeks ago. Um, what was the first faction you guys would like to learn about in stardom? And luckily enough, you guys voted for my favorite faction, Queen's Quest. But before we get into any of that, introductions will always be a must. I'm Enigma before. This is episode 9 of Talk for Glory's miniseries. And today we are covering Queen's Quest. So when I say Queen's Quest, I don't mean we're going to dissect the entire history. Because as you guys may or may not know, I started Stardom maybe about two weeks after DDM formed. And the only reason I memorized that, like the back of my hand, was because I looked up when all these factions had started. And I find it very hilarious that DDM is my very is my least favorite faction, despite me getting into Sardom just around the time of their formation. But how this is going to go, guys, is I'm going to tell you how I feel about each faction member in each faction recording. If you guys have your own personal favorites, you guys know where my socials are. I'll link them down below. They'll be in all of our streaming platforms. But let's get into our faction coverage. Starting off on Queen's Quest is who I believe is the youngest. Yeah, she's the youngest in the group. She is a part of a triple threat. She is a twin sister. She is Hina. Now, Hina is the sister of Rina and Hanan. And although I don't get to see much of her matches because she is in very little of them, or at least as of lately, I got to see her and Miyu team up from time to time, which I do like that team. I like the team of Hina and Miyu, the young, the youngest in the group and the newest in the group. As much as I like O2 line, which is Azumi and, and Miyu, I would not mind seeing Hina and Miyu teaming a lot more often. I've seen Miyu team up with just about every Queen's Quest member. I've seen her go toe-to-toe with like Shuri in tag matches. I've seen um, Miyu, not Miyu. I've seen Hina go up against her own sister many, many times. And I really do hope that Hina and Rina, after Hanan is long done with the future title, I hope they get very lengthy and legendary reigns as well. Now I know this is probably a this is probably a not so popular opinion, or it is a popular opinion, but I think we all want to see the three sisters tag team and win the goddess of the artist of stardom tag team titles, or we can, I don't know how we can get it, but we can get like Hanan with the world of stardom, Hino or Rina with the 
with the Wonder of Stardom and then, again, Hino Arena with the high-speed or SWA belt and just have the sisters dominate Stardom, their, their time will come. But what I can personally say about Hina, since I've gotten to know her through just her being in Queen's Quest, like I've said multiple, multiple times, I've said that Hanan is the next Mayu Iwatani. I believe that Hina will be the next Momo Watanabe well, when she was in Queen's Quest. I believe Hina will be the next Momo. Very talented, very underrated, and hopefully utilized at the right time because I will give Momo her flowers. She should be a former Red Belt champ at this point. But that's everything I have for Hina. Next on this list will be the newest member of stardom. It is Miyu Amasaki. So Miyu is a rare case because I see her lose, but one moment, guys. Okay, I'm back. And so Miyu is an interesting case for me because she is the newest member of Queen's Quest. She's Utami Hayashi's the student. She's what I like to call the face of new blood because if Hanan is the leader of the future, Hanan, um, Miyu is definitely the face of new blood. For the fact that she's had main event matches against Tsutami, Julia, Tam Nakano. She's been in a tag match against Kairi. Like, these are high-profile people. And I can with confidence say that Miyu is the face of New Blood. And I'll, I'll give, I'll have to be honest, her match with Hanan for the Futures belt about a couple months back was not her best showing. And I'm hoping that changes eventually. But I do like Miyu being under Utami's wing. I would have had her be under Azumi's wing because Azumi's been there the longest and they're kind of right there in age. So, so there wouldn't just be like a giant skill gap. I mean, a giant age gap. There would be a skill gap. Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe Miyu's 20 and Utami's probably, what, 24, 25? Someone, someone can correct me on my social. But, but Utami, oh my god, not Utami. Um, Miyu is, again, the face of New Blood. I like that she gets these high-profile matches. It, she's so filled with promise. I'm looking forward to the future with Miu. I'm hoping to see a lot of that promise in this Goddess of Tag League. Now she's teaming with Azumi. And the best thing that I can get out of Miu for the rest of this year 
is one more shot at the Futures title. All right, so our next person on this list is Stardom Fans Goddess Lady C, the Human Tower. And this is no joke. When I see on Twitter or I watch it live, Lady C lost to whoever, I facepalm because how? How does Lady C lose so much? She gets her rare W's and all, but this woman is a tower. I understand that she can't come in like The Undertaker or she can't come in on some big show shit, but I would have Lady C be dominant. Like she's taller than like the majority of the roster. She does a really cool choke slam. Like, I guess her and Damian Priest now make me appreciate sit out choke slams more than the just a regular grab the throat that's up and down. But honestly, I need Lady C to win more matches. I I want to see Lady C win next year's Cinderella tournament for the love of God. If we can have Mirai win this one, then we can have Lady C win next year. And guys, like like some of you know, I was not the biggest Mirai fan beginning of this year. Maybe it's the clap, clap, clap that got me from Mirai. Maybe it's that she won Cinderella. One moment, guys. Okay, I'm back. And like I said, if we can have Mirai win Cinderella, we can have Lady C win Cinderella. And I just need Lady C to be the big threat that I know she can be the hidden weapon of Queen's Quest, if you will. Actually, that that's what I want to start calling um Lady C, the secret weapon of Queen's Quest. Also, can someone tell me what the hell that C stands for? Anyways, next on our Queen's Quest 2022, it's not character analysis, but just our dissecting each person. Next is, and here comes the long introduction, guys. It is the future of stardom. It is the ace of stardom, the young ace, the young goat. It is the definition of high speed. It is a QQ original, what many like to call a future or young Io Shirai. It is, oh wait, one more, one more. It is Stardom Fans Public Enemy number one. It is the high-speed champion, Azumi. So what can I say about Azumi here? I think I already did it in the introduction, but hell. Azumi 2022 has, honest to God, shocked the hell out of me because not only did she have a five-star match with Starlight Kid, 
which I recommend to everybody go watch Starlight Kid versus Izumi. But not just that match. I like that Izumi, despite being now 20 years old, she still has her fun moments. But when you need her to be that serious um, ring prodigy, she knows when to. Like, I want to say for a majority of the five-star, Azumi was in serious mode. And then I want to say like in a, in the cage match where it was Queen's Quest versus Stars, despite the fact that despite the fact that Azumi was facing one half of the goddess tag champs, Azumi was basically fucking around with Koguma. Azumi knows when to be a kid. Azumi knows when to be serious. I think what everyone's looking forward to is the day where Azumi just takes off the gloves and just goes wild. So I've said Hanan is the future, is the leader of the future. I've said Miyu is the face of New Blood. I guess all I can say now is Azumi is the next ace. But that is everything I got for the high-speed GOAT. Next is the woman that is on her road to Ibushi. It is the woman of the Golden Phoenix. It is the Dome Woman. It is our Wonder of Stardom champion. It is Saya Kamatani. Yeah, guys, I, I gotta I gotta think what I want to say for the Golden Phoenix here, just because. Where the hell do I start? Do I start from January from the first Phoenix splash that she delivers in the Tokyo Dome? Do I start from the info leak? Do I start from December where she wins the Wonder of Stardom Championship? Do I? Talk about how she challenges Kota Ibushi. Guys, Saya Kamatani has been the highlight of stardom for of star of stardom for me. Yeah, Saya Kamatani has been the highlight of stardom for me. Every one of her matches I have enjoyed. I'll say the least of my favorite matches of her white belt title defense have been against Saki from Colors, which, again, I love Saki to death. And Mirai, like, I enjoyed her match with Micah. Micah is pure power, and I love that. Oh, and her match with Starlight Kid. Limb targeting is one of my favorite things in wrestling, so to watch the Golden Phoenix wings get clipped, loved watching it. But, guys, all I can say is Saya Kamitani has been on fire since the year started. She's been running, 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 and I don't see her slowing down even though the year is almost over. And the best thing I can say about her is that I don't see her losing the white belt until next year. I honestly believe that Saya Kamitani will break the record for most offenses of the white belt. I believe that Saya Kamitani will break Momo's record. I believe that she'll have the match of the year before the year is over. There are so many things from Saya Kamatani that you think you've already seen, and then she's just going to say, but wait, there's more. 
So, guys, if you haven't already, watch out for the Golden Phoenix. All right, guys, so since we're already down to our final person, you guys know how already this works. This recording is going to be on all streaming platforms, so such as Podbean, Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can hear your podcast. So for you guys that want to, you guys can... One moment. Okay, I know it's always important for us to link down our socials. You guys can follow Top for Glory. You guys can follow Young Smooth at Young Smooth TFG. You guys can follow myself at Enigma underscore V4 underscore on Twitter. You guys can follow my Instagram at Enigma period before my TikTok Enigma underscore before. We have a Discord. All you guys got to do is just say, I want in the Discord. Trust me. There are a lot of fun topics to talk about there. There are a lot of hot takes that people like to discuss in there. But now that we're down to our final person, it is the Red Queen, the Rose of Queen's Quest. It is Top for Glory's 2021 Superstar of the Year. It is is one of the greatest Red Belt title reign champions. It is the person that has the greatest performance in five-star Grand Prix history. It is Utami Nakano. Wait, guys. No, not, not Nakano, guys. It is Utami Hayashiya Shista. I know I probably butchered that, but... Utami, unfortunately, has not been the best since losing the Red Belt in December, heading into January. But I still love the girl for all of her talents in her matches. I will say that Utami didn't start picking up any steam for me, any momentum, until maybe the beginning of the five-star. Because Utami has done things such as become official leader of Queen's Quest, welcome Miyu, Tease us with the potential Kyrie versus Utami match. And I want to say that's about it pre five star. But Utami is a wild one because when she wants something, she gets it because she puts her heart and soul into it. And honestly, I'm looking forward to the. One more time between Shuri and Utami. But honestly, I'm also looking forward to another match. Now, this is a if. This is a big if. I'm also looking forward to Kyrie versus Utami for the IWGP Women's Championship. Now, that's not me saying that either of them are currently champion. I'm saying that will be the finals. I'm saying that is a Wrestle Kingdom match. I am saying that Utami versus Kyrie is a match that we'll be seeing in the nearby future where this will push Utami to her limits. I think this match has potential to be better than her match with Shuri, better than her match with Kamitani. And honestly, I believe this is a match that will make Utami's name live forever. But guys, that was everyone 
from me covering Queen's Quest. Thank you, everyone, that will be hearing this on all of our streaming platforms. Remember, guys, we'll be on things such as Podbean, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you guys can find me. You guys can, again, follow us on our socials. So, our Twitters, YoungSmoothTFG, Enigma underscore V4 underscore. The Instagram, Enigma period V4. The TikTok, Enigma underscore V4. You guys, you guys will already find me. I'm the only Enigma V4 that you'll be finding. But remember, guys, have a great night. Stay safe. Enjoy wrestling. And now, tomorrow, forever, bow down to the queens.